helping you plan for a successful retirement and what's right for you and your family. This is The Aging Hour with Bill Davis and elder law attorney Phil George of Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Yeah, uh, like that guy says, and by the way, Phil George with us here for the Aging Hour from uh, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. You know, Phil, we always run that disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, we we, we always uh, chat right after the guy saying, you know, this does not necessarily reflect the blah, 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 blah. I love what Rush Limbaugh did years ago. (laughs) I think he came out of one of the disclaimers Uh for KGMI where they're saying this does not reflect the views of the management and, you know, la, 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 cascade. Radio group, and then suddenly Rush says, "But they should." <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. Same anyway, thing here it, it, it is. It's the Aging Hour. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions brings it to you. I'm Bill Davis, along with uh, Elder Law Attorney Phil George. You know, I need to get a little cut of yeah. you just saying, "But they should." But they should. <laughs> Nice. So, um, well, first of all, let's tell everybody what the Aging Hour is all about. Yeah, the Aging Hour is all about helping people kind of think about planning differently. Unfortunately, statistics show that about 70% of Americans actually fail in retirement. And this is Americans that plan, right? 70% of those Americans that plan fail in retirement. And and how do they fail? Well, they, they fail because their plans end up uh, just going to, to pot and they end up in a nursing home or they end up mm-hmm. uh, with their kids having to quit their job so they can take care of them. Or they end up running out of money because they paid too much in death taxes or Mm -hmm. uncovered long-term care costs. And so how do you avoid that? How can you plan differently? What are those things you should be thinking about as you approach planning? Um, Maybe a little bit of instigation to get off your butt and go and get your planning done. Mm -hmm. That's That's what the aging hour is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a place where you can go kind of learn about the different ways and things that you can think about planning so that you can plan for your success instead mm-hmm. of being part of that 70% that fails. Well, uh, Phil George just said, get off your butt. I love yeah. it. I love it. The show's getting dark and, oh boy. Uh, and nasty here. If you want to be part of the show, if you got a question uh, for uh, Phil or a topic, uh, you can uh, email him. Here's the address, radio at safeharborlegal.com. That's radio at safeharborlegal.com. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it on an upcoming uh, show. Let's uh, let's chat about uh, yeah. what's what's on the agenda today. So we got a good, uh, good question that came in to me. It was basically about... About, uh, you know, what are the different types of trust? So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then we mm-hmm. have the two different articles. The first one is uh, brutally honest truths about getting older. And so mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. And then secondly, purchases that retirees make that they regret. Yeah. So we'll go through those two. And then finally, we'll get to that fourth segment. You know, it's my favorite, mm-hmm. the wrap up where well, we just kind of tie a nice, neat ribbon around everything mm-hmm. and uh, send everybody on their way for a good weekend. He, he makes aging so simple. Here. I tell you what, it's like yeah. falling off a log. Yep. The Aging Hour, uh, brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions, uh, right across the microphone from me, Phil George, Elder Law Attorney. Let's just uh, jump into it. Let's the email it. question you were talking about was uh, a person who who has heard the show yeah. talking about uh, family trust, uh-huh. and, but he's, here we go, you you talk to your neighbors, <laughs> you talk to your friends yep. who are giving you advice, and they're they're not the best people. Exactly uh, to right. do. Not that uh, your neighbors or friends aren't uh, aren't good people. Sure. But this uh, this person was saying his friend has an irrevocable trust. Right. So you got a family trust and a revocable trust. They want to know, is that the same thing? Exactly. Yeah. And this is a great question. This is a question I get all the time. And no, they aren't the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the grand world of trust, then there are a lot of different types of trusts. But really, you can split trusts up into two different types. You mm-hmm. have revocable trusts and you have irrevocable trusts. Okay. Now, revocable de- revocable trust, when I talk about trusts on this show, uh, that's what I'm talking about most of the time. Uh, they can also be called family trusts. They can be called revocable living trusts. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, what happens with a revocable living trust or a revocable trust, the person who makes the trust, the grantor, has all the power. Okay. So they, they put their assets into the trust. They can take assets out of the trust. They can amend the trust as they see fit. They can revoke the trust and shut it down if they want to. Mm-hmm. Basically, they can treat the assets inside of the trust exactly the same way that they can treat assets that they just hold in their hands now. So 
Now this is this is a person who has the assets. You're exactly about, right. Who would be the 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 person the managing the He's trust? Got the it's not somebody exactly else right. taking care. Okay, exactly gotcha. right. So uh, basically, these are the most common types of trusts we see for estate planning purposes. Mm-hmm. And, and why is that? So revocable living trust um, basically it allows you to bypass probate. And we've yeah, talked okay. about we, that. We here always on this show. Uh, say we try to do that if possible. Absolutely, yeah. uh, it allows you to maintain privacy. Good thing. Um, one yeah. of the issues with probate is. Is that as you're going through it, so and I should back up a little bit, if you have a will, more than likely you'll have to go through probate. And if you do, one of those things you'll have to do is is file with the court what you have in your estate. And mm-hmm. as soon as you do that, somebody can jump on the interwebs oh, everybody, and everybody look knows. that stuff yeah. up. Okay. Absolutely. And then yeah. it's not uncommon for mm-hmm. you know uh, a new friend to come along when your kid receives their mm-hmm. inheritance. So um, a revocable living trust helps you maintain privacy because you can bypass probate. It also helps to alleviate fighting. So mm-hmm. one of the issues with, again, probate and wills is that if I have a will... And when I pass away, my wife has to take my estate through probate. That means that my children, uh, all of my my nieces and nephews, my brother and sister, everybody else gets notice saying that this is going on. And they get a chance to kind of put their two cents in. Hmm. And so if there's bad blood in the family, if people have a tendency to fight anyhow, then what this does is it gives them a a, a platform with which to to kind of fight Mm -hmm. each other. And so, again, because the revocable living trust, it avoids probate. It also helps to avoid fights. Well, it sounds like... There's a lot of good things yeah. about it, and you're in favor of it, but, yeah. uh, I mean, there are any downsides? There are. Uh, there are. There are. Everything comes with a downside, mm-hmm. right? And the primary downside of the revocable living trust is it. it's so – when you build a revocable living trust, it's a lot like building a legal bucket, and you have to put all of your assets inside of it, mm-hmm. right? Um, I create a revocable living trust. I have to put my home inside of it. I have to put my bank accounts inside of it. I have to, I have to, if I have an IRA or 401k, I have to make those flow into it when I pass away. Okay. If I don't, if I don't do those things, then the revocable living trust doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Mm. So that's something that you have to maintain. If 10 years after I create the trust, my wife and I purchase a new home, we have to make sure that new home goes into the trust. Sure. If my wife and I end up going to Hawaii and we go to one those free timeshare breakfasts and they mm-hmm. ply us with several tasty mimosas or whatever <laughs> else it is and they end up talking us into into one of those free, one of those timeshares um, I have to make sure that timeshare goes into the trust if okay. I forget or I just get lazy and just don't do it mm-hmm. having those dangling chads if you will outside of my trust can end up dragging my estate through probate well so, and also yeah and it also sounds like all those things you got to put in it's going to cost you more money right? exactly okay yeah, absolutely so that, okay so Absolutely. Well, we've talked about the revocable trust. Now, um, tell us the difference between that and an irrevocable. So, an irrevocable trust trust is a trust where, if so, again, a grantor is a person who makes a trust. If I'm the grantor and I have an irrevocable trust, uh, more often than not, if I'm putting assets into it, then I lose control of those assets Mm -hmm. in some fashion. Mm -hmm. And so, really, with an irrevocable trust, what you find is that you are you're using an irrevocable trust to receive some benefit from the government. Mm-hmm. And the most common irrevocable trust is a special needs trust. So mm-hmm. you've, let's say, for example, you have a, a, gran- a grandchild with disabilities and that grandchild is receiving some sort of governmental benefit, okay. whether it's uh, you know money or something like that through Social Security, to something, right? Mm-hmm. They're receiving some kind of means-tested benefit. Mm-hmm. If I want to leave them their inheritance, I have to leave it inside of that kind of, of a special needs trust, an irrevocable trust. And again, how this works is I put assets inside of this trust. I lose then control of these assets. Mm. In exchange for losing control of those assets, the government says, okay, we're going to give you this perceived benefit. And the benefit for the special needs trust is now those funds can be used for the benefit of my grandchild Mm -hmm. and they can still continue to receive their governmental benefits. So it won't end up kicking them off of their benefit. Mm -hmm. And there are... There are these irrevocable trusts for tons of different things, whether it's taxes, special needs like we were just talking about, creating, uh, giving your assets to charity after you pass away. There are all sorts of different things that you can use these irrevocable trusts for. Mm -hmm. 
But it sounds like you lose a bit of control. You do. You lose yeah. control. And that they're used for very specific purposes, mm-hmm. whereas, again, that uh, revocable living trust, the family trust that we talked about earlier, is more of a broad tool for estate planning purposes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is entirely possible that your friend has an irrevocable trust. Um, if they do, it is it is created for a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Either uh, maybe their parents put money in there for them because they thought they were right. bad with money and mm-hmm. or something like that. Or they might have a disability or something along those lines. But if you're talking about estate planning uh, and, and the device that you want to use, uh, more than likely you're talking about a revocable living trust, also mm-hmm. a family trust. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Phil George, Elder Law Attorney, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. They bring you the aging hour uh, here on KGMI, and I'm a little uncomfortable with your uh, your next segment. Coming oh, up. this is going to be a great one. Mm-hmm. These are brutally honest truths about getting older. This is going to be wonderful. We're not supposed to uh, be doing this, Buckle but I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, it's the aging hour. We will continue here uh, on um, the aging hour. Like I said, for KGMI and Phil George. Any and all information provided by this radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. Are you a woman worried about your aging parents? More than 75% of family caregivers in the U.S. are women. And unfortunately, most of these women end up having to leave their careers to take care of their aging parents. But this doesn't have to be you. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide your parents through creating an estate and retirement plan that will take you from caregiver to care manager. That means you won't be the one helping your parents bathe or get dressed. Instead, you'll manage the care who come to help your parents with their daily life so you can ensure your parents' well-being without having to sacrifice your career. Don't let a lack of planning steal your hard-earned future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you'll be by your parents' side without putting your life to the side. Don't wait until it's too late. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can help your parents and help you. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Isn't it finally time to get your affairs in order? You've been putting it off and putting it off, but did you know more than 70% of retirement plans fail when families need them most? Don't let your family be one of the 70%. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will show you how to give yourself the best possible chance at a dignified retirement and the best possible chance for peace of mind for your whole family. That means no running out of money from uncovered long-term care costs or extravagant death taxes. No being forced out of your home against your wishes and never becoming a burden on your loved ones. Don't let a lack of planning spoil your retirement or your family's future. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you won't have to worry about being one of the 70% that fail. Let the folks at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Yeah, we're back on the Aging Hour, and uh, it is brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. That's why we call it the Safe Harbor uh, Aging Hour mm. with Phil George, Elder Law Attorney. I'm Bill Davis uh, here on uh, KGMI. And uh, should you have a uh, question like we were addressing last segment yes. uh, for Phil, you can do that via email if you would like. That is radio at safeharborlegal.com, radio at safeharborlegal.com. I think they can also call your office, Absolutely, correct? they can. 360 That's Mm 360-746-7169. And again, it's not just about, you know, if you have a topic. I love your topics. Believe me. Uh, I love the emails that I get with your questions. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you you want to just call and say, you know, that you'd like to sit down and talk with me too, that's fine too. You can use that same email address, radio at Mm safeharborlegal.com, or the 360-746-7169 to set up an appointment as well. Yeah, any um, any topic, fair game uh, with uh, Phil George. Now, um, you mentioned that uh, you had an article about yeah. uh, about 
about getting older and some of the uh, some of the factors and truths that we uh, we, we tend to ignore. Brutally and we honest truths. Okay, these are these are we're getting right down to the nitty gritty here. This is just these well, are well, it's the aging hour. Honest, we're getting older. You know? Okay, a lot of people they're yeah. sitting there, they're they're around their they they think of their retirement years just sit around the pool and mm-hmm. relaxing mm-hmm. And, and just enjoying those golden ages. And these are the truths that you have to deal with okay. if you want to have that good retirement. What, so, where'd, you, where'd you find? this uh i i found this on uh, the internet no oh, okay. finance buzz okay. yeah this finance. is a, I know that. a gal yeah. named okay. kylie smith put All it right. together okay. and so the first one most 65 year olds have will live for another 20 years okay and let me see now i'm turning mm-hmm. 70 next year so that what does that give me 15 years um 85 well, so every, I, I think that it goes up if you're already 70 then they would say it's, it's no longer are, exactly they okay. keep going up because you've already made it those five first okay. five years is that because well, basically we're living people longer are living longer okay people are absolutely right. living longer and so it not only will a typical adult today who's 65 today live another 20 years but one in three of those folks will live until they're 90 one okay. in seven will live until they're 95 and if you think about that, that's 30 years of retirement. That's, that's a 30-year life right there. 30-year retirement. Yeah. That's, that's as long as most people are in the workforce. Right. And so the idea with this, then, the brutally honest truth is the longer you live, the more money you're going to have to have well, save to maintain your standard of living. That's just simple math. Either that or yeah. you get used to the taste of Meow Mix. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Brutally, I didn't, I didn't see that. Honest. I didn't see that on the script. No, I was just trying to throw some zing into this. Okay. Uh, so, so that's the uh, that's that's the number one brutal yeah. uh, truth we got to look at. First brutal uh, truth. Yeah. Number two. Thirty-two percent of older adults will be working in twenty thirty. Uh, let's see. That's what is that? Seven years from now? Uh, yes. I could still uh, se- uh, one seven third. Or I could still be doing that. I Absolutely. think I might be still. Yeah. And so this is so uh, they're saying one third of adults will be working in 2030, right? Mm-hmm. And so in 2000, 19% of adults between 65 and 74 were working part-time or more, and 5% of those over 75 were working. Okay. In 2020, that number jumped up to 27% of adults between 65 and 74, and 9% of those over 75. I sense a trend here. It's going up. Yeah. And by 2030, they're saying they're looking at 32% between 65 and 74, and 12% of those folks over 75 are going to be in the workforce. Mm-hmm. And why, you might ask, are those people in the workforce? Why? 52% say they work to maintain some sort of sense of connection. Oh, it's not to make no, more money. that shocked me. These huh. folks just want to be around their their friendly neighborhood co-workers. Nice. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. 27% of those folks just, they work because they wanted to afford extras. Maybe mm-hmm. they have a grandkid's birthday coming up. Maybe yeah. they want to go on a round-the-world cruise. Whatever it is, that's mm. what they're doing. And 17% said that they are working just to make ends meet. Well, that's the bottom line there. Absolutely. Okay. That's uh, number two. Too. We're talking about the 10 brutally honest truths about getting older that uh, you shouldn't be ignoring yes. with uh, Phil George, uh, the aging hour, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Let's mm. talk about uh, savings. So this one is yeah. you should have saved at least 10% of your income. Okay. Right? Yeah. And that that's it's per paycheck coming in. You should be saving 10% of it for yourself. And that's just a, a, a financial rule of thumb. If you're mm-hmm. going to be talking to a financial advisor, uh, before they even sit down, you'll probably hear 10% savings. Mm-hmm. And that's... That's what they want. They want you to be putting 10% away. Uh, if you're currently working they're, and you're saving 10%, they're probably going to want you to save a little bit more. Hmm. Again, because there's a pretty good chance you're going to be living into your 90s. Mm-hmm. And if you want your retirement dollars to stretch until you're 95 or so, you have to have, maybe have a little bit of a bigger nest egg. Sure. And you know, for those folks that the near retirement and they haven't saved this much, uh, the brutal reality is you might have to count on living off of less once you retire. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The uh, the 10 brutally honest truths about getting older that you brutal. can't afford to ignore. We're up to yes. number four. So not saving early makes it tougher to create a big nest egg. Well, that's more math. Than Absolutely. Yeah. And who wants to do math on a Saturday? No. Me. Not me. Okay. So, and why is that? Because compound interest, right? If mm-hmm. you put away $10 today and it grows over the next 30 years, that's a lot better than putting $10 in the, the year before you retire. Mm-hmm. So um, putting that money away early, it pays huge dividends. The more you can put away early, the better off you are. The longer you wait to start saving, the less time you're going to have for those investments to grow. So the smaller your nest egg will be. Mm -hmm. So 
make those savings larger. No, I was just thinking about savings account with uh, with banks. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. used to, used to pay like almost nothing. Have you checked the rates lately? They're well, actually, where were they? They're actually going up. Are they? A little bit. Like CDs are going up? Yeah. You know, it used, used to be, what, you get like a point zero 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 1% on a CD, yeah. and they're actually going up. Well, I, obviously, because the Fed's raising the right, rate right, you know, right. and all that. Yeah. So, the, once again, another reason to do some savings. Absolutely. Because the rates are a little better for you the right now. The rates are, yes. I have no, you know, I saw this on number five, and this is uh, so true. Mm. Uh, pensions, yeah. they're they're, they're kind of almost a thing of the past now, aren't they? They are. Well, that's what I yeah. thought until I... So they're apparently not as much of a thing in the past. So this one, I'm just going to be honest with you. This one's not really a brutally honest truth. It's just more of an honest truth. All right. So this one, pensions are becoming less common. 50% of those folks in the silent generation, and Mm -hmm. I had to look this up. I thought it was maybe people that watch silent movies. It's not. It's people born between 1928 and 1945. Mm -hmm. But for those folks, 50% of them retired with a pension. Today... 30% 30% of households have a pension. Ah. That surprised me. I would have thought that number would have been much less. Uh, yeah, that's hmm. true. I, I don't have a pension. I've just, uh, uh-uh. pretty much for me, I've been doing 401ks. Exactly so right. What, and most of America is okay. switched over to 401ks. Now there's those self-managed funds. You put money into it. The company that you're with matches it. Um, but yeah, for the most part, those pensions are a thing of the past. Hmm. We are halfway through the 10 Mm. brutally honest truths about getting older Mm -hmm. that uh, you Mm. shouldn't ignore here on the aging hour, which would lead us to uh, number six. That's right. Brutally honest truth number six. Mm. Don't withdraw more than 4% annually from your savings. Mm. Now, this is so you can preserve that money, right? The idea is if you only take off 4%, then what you're removing is the gain that you had that year and your principal stays sound. Sure. Right, so you want to to only take out that that four percent. Mm-hmm. Now, if if you live well into your nineties, um, then even if you're going into your you know with your four percent cap on there, you might still run into trouble with your money. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, just depending upon where you're at and what your health is like and the longevity in your family and things like that, um, maybe the number isn't 4% for you. Maybe it's 3.5% hmm. for you. Okay. Exactly. Once again, financial planners and uh, people who know what they're yes. doing can help you uh, with that. Uh, what about housing? So housing makes up about 38% of expenses for older adults. And this is number seven okay. on the brutally honest list. But housing expenses make up for about, housing makes up about 38 percent of expenses for for older adults. Mm-hmm. Now this is important because a lot of people think that when they enter into retirement their housing costs just kind of go away. Um, and for a lot of folks, they do uh, because well, the mortgages pay, go away. Well, if you paid your house off Absolutely. and you're going to live in it forever, okay, I can see that. Yeah. But that's not for everybody, folks, right? Exactly right. Most folks haven't actually paid off their retirement by the time they retire or their mortgage by the time they retire. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what they're finding is that for Americans between 35 and 44, housing eats up about 41% of wow. your income. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Americans over 75, that number only drops to about 38%. But regardless, in, in your retirement, if you want to create a good budget, you should count on making or spending about a third of your income on housing. That uh, sounds like it's gone up. I remember uh, yeah. somebody told me a long time ago that I should never pay more than about 25% of my uh, gross yeah. uh, my gross income yeah. for uh, housing. And now we're talking about 33%. You or talk even to high. a mortgage lender. I mean, I'm sure yeah. they hear this and they're thinking 33% and their right. eye starts to twitch. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, number eight, you want to talk about uh, Social Security? Absolutely. Okay. The eighth brutally honest truth, Social Security checks won't go as far as you think. And that makes good sense. Uh, In 2022, the average Social Security was $1,700 a month. Um, Mm. I can't imagine trying to live off of $1,700 a month. It was never designed to to take care of everything, was it? No, it wasn't. It was really just a supplement. Exactly right. It's intended to supplement what you've already put away. The Mm -hmm. government's kicking back some because you've been paying into Social Security this whole time. Um, So if you're thinking that Social Security is going to be your saving grace in retirement, you should Mm. probably think again. Mm -hmm. uh, Because again, uh, Social Security, it wasn't intended to last or it wasn't intended to fund your entire retirement. You have to yeah. have other savings to go along with. We've got a couple left. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the ten brutally honest truths uh, that uh, we uh, we shouldn't be ignoring as we yes. uh, get older. Number nine. So you'll spend more on health care once you retire. Hmm. Now this one again, I'm going to put this in the not very brutal category because okay. this is something that probably a lot of people already knew. But Americans between 35 and 44 spend just 7.3 percent of their budget on health care. Mm-hmm. Americans over 75 spend 14.2% of their budget on health care. So it almost doubles. Almost doubles. And mm-hmm. you and I have talked in here several times that a married couple 
through retirement should count on spending upwards of $300,000 just on health care. Wow. That's yes. Incredible. Uh, the last one I'm not all that comfortable with. So older adults are more likely to develop disabilities. Wait a minute. Exactly. Well, and so what's more likely? Though the more likely than not older adults? That's Well, that's, sense, yeah. Guess, okay. You, know? you, you got me on the percentages yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. 36% of adults over 65 have at least one disability, right? This also explains why those health costs are high. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, people, their bodies wear down. Um, you know, a lot of them, they enter into a retirement without a real good plan on how to, how to maintain their independence, how to, how to basically promote their own wellness. And those are things that you can do and you can fix. But unfortunately, older adults are more likely to develop those disabilities. So you take all these 10 things. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean to us? So again, this all comes back to proper planning, right? You can't just, and I, I you know what? I'm just going to buy a rutabaga cart and that's going to be my new symbol. You can't just enter into retirement like falling off that rutabaga cart. If you do, you're setting yourself up for a bad time and not just you, but you're setting up your whole family for a bad time. Mm -hmm. You have to plan these things out. You have to have a plan for how you're going to enter into retirement as healthy, both financially and physically as you can possibly be. Mm -hmm. You want to enter into retirement with a a realistic housing plan so that, you know, yeah, maybe you want to enjoy the next 10 years and you're five-story beautiful home, but you have to be realistic knowing that unless you're going to put an an elevator into it, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to have to move sometime down the road. You have to have your legal documents set up correctly, and you have to be looking at that plan from time to time to make sure that it's keeping up with you. And you have to get your family involved if you really want to be successful so that everybody's on the same page. Mm. So there's coordination that has to go into this if you want to be part of that 30% that's actually successful in retirement. If, um, If any of these 10 items um, you got a question about, uh, you can always uh, email Phil. That's uh, radiosafeharborlegal.com if you got a question. Or uh, you can call him at uh, 360-746-7169 if uh, you'd like to uh, learn some more. You were talking about purchasing that mansion a minute ago. Yes. Uh, do, you, do, you have, uh, do you have some things that maybe we uh, shouldn't be buying? Regrets, we have a few. Ah, It's all coming up on the Aging Hour on KGMI. Did you know that if you have a will... Your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die. That's right. A will is designed to take your estate through probate. That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. Don't set your spouse up for failure. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. What's the single biggest financial threat to a successful retirement? Uncovered long-term care costs. The average cost of care in a nursing home in Washington State is $10,000 per month. Even a good-sized estate can quickly run out of money with those kinds of costs. You need care, but you don't want to leave a bill behind for your family. So what if there was another way? What if you could transfer onto governmental benefits so your spouse wouldn't have to spend down all their money? What if you could give your family all the tools they need to get you out of a rehab facility and recovering in your own home? What if you knew you would never become a burden on your loved ones? All of this is possible with a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Don't let a lack of planning steal your retirement or your loved one's future. Learn how a plan from Safe Harbor Legal Solutions can give you a dignified retirement and give your family peace of mind. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
Welcome back to the Aging Hour. It is a Safe Harbor Aging Hour brought to you by Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. I'm Bill Davis along with Elder Law Attorney uh, Phil George. And, you know, sometimes, like think about right now, everybody's getting ready for Thanksgiving. They're going to be shopping for Christmas uh, shortly. They get busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they hear our segments, but they they miss a topic uh, possibly. There are other avenues to where they can listen to you again. Yes, you can. If you've missed any of this, if you want to share it with your loved ones, if you want to give it as a Christmas present, present nice yes there you go you can find us on the kgmi website under the podcast you can find it on my website at safeharborlegal.com you can go to anywhere where you would find podcasts usually like mm-hmm. um uh, spotify uh apple Podcasts, google podcasts uh spreaker uh what you do is you just go in you search for the aging hour and every episode that we have ever aired uh will pop up there and, and you can enjoy uh bill and i bantering back and forth and and sharing our wisdom about aging mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking Christmas morning, you open that package, yeah. and all that's in there is a little piece of paper oh, with man. a URL uh, that shows you where to go. I'm getting teary-eyed over here. to Phil talk about these oh, things on the aging hour. I just want to see the look great. on that person's face. Is... I don't know if they will if it will be total glee or if they'll just look at you and go, What's this? I'm pretty sure those will be tears of excitement, Bill. <laughs> tears nice. of excitement. Nice. We um, we were talking about this before uh, we uh, got into the break here. Um, some of the things that maybe you shouldn't be buying, may- maybe purchases, maybe high-ticket things uh, mm-hmm. that you might regret in your retirement. Now, Absolutely. Where'd, where'd you find this? So this is great. This came from a, a website called GoBankingRates.com, mm-hmm. and the guy who, who authored it, his name is John Cesar. Okay. I hope that's how I pronounce your last name, John. Okay. Okay, so there's eight things there that, eight that things. probably we, yes. we at least think twice exactly. before we do that. Okay, exactly. number one. And so number one, this isn't probably going to come as a huge surprise, but a great big house, right? right? So the problem is a lot of people, the, you know, they, end, end, they get into retirement or they're coming up on retirement and this is when they have their highest net income ever and they're mm-hmm. looking around and they think to themselves, you know what I'm going to do? We're just going to go and we're going to buy the biggest house on the block. Why do you need five bedrooms and four bathrooms when it's just you and your spouse? Well, you you know, maybe you just want to tiptoe through each one. I guess. But, you know, the idea is, and and you kind of bring up a really good point, Bill, because when you're retired and at this point, presumably your kids have gone, Mm -hmm. or at least they're gone from the upstairs and they can find themselves to to the basement with the video games. the basement too. Exactly right. right. You know, at that point, you just don't need as much space mm-hmm. and all that extra space and all that extra house ends up costing so much yeah. in, you know, obviously increased insurance and taxes and everything else and, and, and utilities and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, yeah. And by the way, have you ever tried to clean a five bedroom, uh, four bath house? You know, it takes a while. Absolutely. Yeah. And so one of the, you know, having the biggest house out there, maybe it shouldn't be a huge priority. Mm-hmm. There are other ways that you can now, enjoy you don't, your money. You don't have to go to the tiny house on Lake Absolutely. Way. Absolutely. I, I mean, but, you know, two, three yeah. bedrooms, a ranch house, be fine. Something sensible. Mm-hmm. So, but this is one of the things, this is the, the number one um uh, the number one purchase that people regret in retirement because a lot of times, you know, at 65, this looks mm-hmm. great. At 75, they think to themselves, oh, oh, oh those stairs are looking kind of nasty. Yeah. And so they end up selling it and buying something that's, like you're saying, smaller. Makes more sense. Makes more sense, that type that's, of thing. Uh, that's one of the uh, purchases we uh, will probably regret. Yeah. What's the next one? The next one is big travel expenses. Now, okay. this one is, uh, you know, a little bit confusing because travel is one of those things that a lot of people just want to do in retirement. Okay. And when you're talking about normal travel, that's, that's not bad at all. But when you're talking about great big travel projects, like you and your spouse going on a round the world cruise or something oh, like that, spending yeah. tens of thousands of dollars on this thing, mm-hmm. that's when big travel expenses really become a big issue, especially when you do it in the beginning of your retirement. Because mm-hmm. if you've got your great big nest egg uh, that you're hoping through, through again, um, you know, uh, a compound interest is going to stay there with you through mm-hmm. all of your retirement when you hit your, when you get into your 90s. Um, if you end up spending all of that in the beginning or a big chunk of that in the beginning on these big extravagant trips, mm-hmm. then you can really get yourself into trouble later on. Yeah. You're going to so, be scrambling, it sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So make sure that if you do want to travel, if you do want to do some extravagant traveling, that it works with your budget. We're talking about uh, some purchases that uh, we might regret in uh, in retirement. We're up to, uh, what, number three? Num- number three. Number three. And stop looking at me like that, Bill. But this is luxury <laughs> items for friends and colleagues. Ah. Yes. And so uh, I did. I forgot your luxury item at home today. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, this is tokens of appreciation are fantastic. Uh, they're they're appreciated. Um, they're the kind of thing that you can give to those co-workers and friends that, you, you know, that you enjoy. It, it, it just shows them how much they mean to you. But this doesn't need to be need to be something that's just over the top. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important that you balance that kind of the kindness that you show towards others, this appreciation that you show towards others with just the reality that is your current financial situation. Just because you have a million dollars in the bank doesn't mean you need to be buying Rolexes for, you know, mm-hmm. your your five best friends. That million dollars, it has to last you the rest of your life. So yeah. hold on to it when you can. Yeah, you don't have a Russell Wilson contract. You don't you have do to. Not. You don't have to reward the. <laughs> you, you don't wait have a, second. a Sierra more Wait than a likely. second. They, uh, we, he doesn't play for us anymore. Uh, you've talked before about uh, being extravagant with your kids. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, giving gifts to your kids early. Now, everybody wants to give their kids things. That's just how it is. Christmas rolls around and you're thinking about, you know, man, my kid would sure would mm-hmm. love getting a URL to uh, to the aging hour as their Christmas present. <laughs> nice. But, uh, you know, it, if you're to the point now where, you know, you're, you're retired and you're still gifting your kids a lot of money, that's something you want to look into. Now, a good gifting plan can be part of, of a well-balanced estate plan. Mm-hmm. It can help you bring down the taxable size of your estate. But if that is what you're doing gifting for, that's an entirely different thing. And that's something you're doing in conjunction with your, your estate planning attorney, with your financial planners, and with your accountants. Mm-hmm. If you're just giving your kids money to give your kids money, or you're giving your kids, and I've seen people do this too. They come into my office and they say, oh, I gave my kid my house. Uh, okay. You know, that's not something that you really want to do. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of good reasons for it. Yeah. So there aren't a lot of good reasons to gift your kids early. And this is one of those things that people regret after they've done it. A lot of folks want that uh, that that shiny new uh, Tesla in, what if, in the uh, in the driveway. Not knocking Tesla, yeah. but you know, if why do you want to go any kind any kind yeah. of luxury car? Why do you want to go blow sixty five eighty five grand exactly on a car? Well, tell us about your car, Bill. Uh, Two thousand seven Highlanders got one hundred fifty six k on it. <laughs> exactly. I am driving it until I die. Until it is going to be the last off. car I ever have, and I don't care if yep. it does not show that I have a status symbol. Uh-huh. I like that car, and I'm not buying another one so <laughs> it'll get you to, from point a to point b just the same as one that's of those luxury want. cars will yeah. but that is a, a lot of people go yeah. and get the the nice big luxury absolutely car. Yeah. It, it happens so buying luxury cars happens at a couple different times in men's lives and it's mm-hmm. usually the men that are out there buying them when they have their midlife crisis and By then 40, when they retire yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and then or they get divorced yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. they have to go luckily out i didn't go through that car. right yeah, okay. so you know you have to then there's all sorts of extra expenses not only is this car extremely expensive to begin with but mm-hmm. this car you know they they're higher on insurance they're higher in maintenance a lot sure. of times they don't get the same kind of fuel economy so buying these great big cars is one of the biggest regrets people have this mm. and i'll do this it's not on the list but i'll go ahead and say it Boats. Oh, yeah. Boats as well. Uh, We are up to number six. The eight purchases retirees almost always regret. Oh, and my old man, he's going to love it when he hears this one. But online or TV shopping, that's something my mom likes to do. Keep away from QVC. Absolutely. They're after you. Yes. So having free time in retirement is fantastic. But if you find yourself as an undisciplined consumer of either, you know, the television or the internet, and you can't keep yourself from, from shopping and getting out there and buying things, you might want to talk to somebody or pull back or, or, or I don't know, restrict yourself somehow. Cause a lot of people find that those kind of impulse purchases mm-hmm. that they get anyhow, they tend to be for things that they don't really need. And then as soon as they get them, they regret them anyhow. I've, I've heard stories of people who in their basements or, yeah. or in their garage, yeah. they have boxes and boxes yes. of stuff. They haven't even, they bought, yes. but they haven't even opened yet. I once yeah. knew a person who had received, who had purchased so many things off of QVC, they had stacked a whole storage unit to the rafters wow. with unopened boxes. That's, that's, just, uh, um, that's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of predatory on how they deal with people, and that's mm-hmm. a different issue because they will actually call you back and say, hey, we have a sale. Yeah. Um, but yes, so being careful, you don't need to do a lot of online or TV shopping, unless you have a purpose for it, okay. right? like Christmas. 
We've uh, we got a couple of items left. Eight purchases, retirees almost always regret. Number seven. Extra insurance. Okay. Insurance is important. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but you yeah. don't need to overspend your insurance, right? Um, so a lot of people, the big one here is life insurance as you get older. If you're in your 60s and 70s and you have a million-dollar life insurance policy, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, at this point, your kids are, are on their own, <laughs> unless they're in the basement. They, you know, your, your home, for the most part, is paid off. You don't have, you know, a lot of other stuff that you're paying for. So having that million dollar life insurance policy just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. A smaller life insurance policy, mm-hmm. sometimes that can help. That could be part of, of an estate plan for your spouse if something ends up happening to you. But those large ones, um, that's probably something that you want to end up looking at. Okay, so I did not buy the boat. Yes. But what did I buy? Vacation home. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So now you're in the vacation home. You bought yourself this great big thing. Mm-hmm. You not only, not only have you not paid off the mortgage on your first home, but now you have a mortgage on the second home. Nice. And that's what happens. It dramatically increases the the hit on your budget. It doubles everything. Double mm-hmm. the mortgage, double the insurance, double the everything. More than doubling probably the interest rates because you don't get the same kind of interest rates with a vacation home that you get with your primary residence. I, I hope you enjoy the vacation home because uh, you might not be doing any traveling. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. Know? So if you want to travel so, the world, you know, yeah. I, you, guess what? If you mm-hmm. have a vacation home, that's where you're going. Nice. <laughs> you won't have enough money to go anywhere else. So uh, what does all this mean? Make a budget. Mm. Stick to it. If you have a budget that allows for these kind of larger, luxurious items, then, then go ahead. But if your budget's smaller like mine and most most of the people out there, then hold off on that kind of stuff. Be realistic. Segment four is coming up. My favorite, the wrap-up. Yep, we'll do that with Phil George, the aging hour here on KGMI next. Any and all information provided by this radio program is for general information and entertainment purposes and is not intended to give legal advice. Listening or interacting with this radio program does not create an attorney-client relationship, and any information sent to this radio program may not be constituted as attorney-client privilege. It is important that you seek counsel and discuss your case with a competent attorney. Review your local state bar for information on each attorney you hire. How confident are you in your estate plan? Confident enough to know you won't run out of money from uncovered long-term care costs? Confident enough to know you won't be forced out of your home against your wishes? Confident enough to know you'll never become a burden on your loved ones? If you aren't 100% confident in your estate plan, it's not the plan for you. Don't risk it and don't wait until it's too late. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions help. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will make sure you can lead a dignified retirement and offer your family peace of mind. So you'll never have to worry about exorbitant expenses, being forced from your home, or becoming a burden. And if you don't have an estate plan yet, the attorneys at Safe Harbor Legal Solutions are there to guide you. Put your plan in place today so you can prepare yourself and your family for the future, no matter what it holds. Safe Harbor Legal will show you exactly how to set your family up for success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. Did you know that if you have a will, your spouse will probably have to take your estate through probate after you die? That's right. A will is designed to take your estate through probate. That means your spouse will be responsible for paying your final tab after you pass. Probates are usually a minimum of $5,000 and take at least six months to complete. But we've all heard those horror stories about probates that cost way more and take way longer than that. If you want to learn how to avoid one of these fiascos when you or your spouse passes, then reach out to Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. Safe Harbor Legal Solutions will guide you through a plan that reduces the risk of financial burden on the loved one you leave behind. Don't set your spouse up for failure. With a plan from Safe Harbor Solutions, you can keep your spouse from having to go through probate after you pass. Let Safe Harbor Legal Solutions show you how to set your family up for future success. For more information or to schedule a consultation, visit safeharborlegal.com. That's safeharborlegal.com. We are back for our uh, final segment. It's always a sad time for mm. me, but it's a happy time for Phil. The aging hour, <laughs> Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. That's uh, who brings you the show. He is uh, elder law attorney, uh, Phil George. Yeah, it's it's the wrap up. Your favorite uh, time. Yeah. Where basically we get to go over everything. Yeah. That we, Phil doesn't have to come up with an idea for our last segment. <laughs> he just gets to burn the last segment talking about what he's already I, talked I already about. Already came up with two ideas and yeah, a question. What else do you want? Man. Right. What did we uh, What did we cover today? We covered all sorts of 
good stuff today. So in the beginning, we talked about the differences in trusts, right? So do you have a, a revocable trust? Do you have an irrevocable trust? And remember, with the revocable trust, that's the family trust. That's mm-hmm. the revocable living trust. That's the one where if you put assets into it, you can control them in the same way you do now. You can take them out. You can put them in. You can revoke the trust. You can amend the trust. You can do whatever you want. That kind of trust is for bypassing probate. It's part of your estate plan, the primary portion of your estate plan. Then you have an irrevocable trust. Remember, with an irrevocable trust, you lose control of those assets. Mm -hmm. The idea is that you're going to put assets inside of a trust, you lose control of them, and then you receive a perceived benefit from the government in exchange. Mm -hmm. We use the example of setting up a special needs trust for a disabled grandchild. You put money into the trust. um, That money can then be used for the benefit of the grandchild without the grandchild losing their governmental benefits. Mm -hmm. So both kinds of trusts are, are... useful. Mm-hmm. Um, they each have their place and, and they both have, um, they're both very good estate planning tools. Kind of depends on your circumstances. Absolutely. Talk to your uh, your financial planner. They'll, yeah. uh, they'll help you out with that. Uh, another segment. Or uh, your elder law attorney. Huh? What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. just sli- and once again, it's Man. not the script and you slid Jeez. it right in there. You sneaky, <laughs> sneaky elder law attorney. Uh, Phil George with uh, Safe Harbor Legal Solutions uh, with us on the aging yes. hour. Yeah, uh, the uh, second segment we talked about, uh, yeah, some of the stuff we just really just right. don't want to face up. Right. To. So we yeah. uh, realistically, we probably had eight brutal truths and two meh truths. Yeah. But, you know, and so really the plan here is that or the idea here is that there are a lot of different things that you have to watch out for when you retire anywhere from the idea that you're probably going to live until you're 90 years old in retirement so your money has to last a long time to the idea that you know you should have saved a whole lot a whole lot more than you probably did uh, the idea is 10% or so every year um so really what the, I come away from this with bill is that you have to do more than just than just waking up one morning and saying oh you know what I'm just going to hit my retirement button button mm-hmm. yeah. you have to enter into retirement with a good plan it's something that you have to have thought out ahead of time you have to have put something in place so that your legal documents are all set up so that you've got a good plan for your health care so that you have a realistic plan for your housing if again we use the example if you're in your five-story home uh, you know you probably won't be able to stay there till the very end and so what does it look like if you're going to end up wanting to move later mm-hmm. on is it with a family member is it into an adult family home what exactly does that look like but yeah. make that plan yeah. And then once you have that together, you have to sit down with your family and talk to them about what your plan is. A lot of times people, they don't like sharing these plans with their kids. They kind of hold it real close to the vest, mm-hmm. but you're not doing anybody any favors if you are doing that. So the big takeaway from this one, how do you avoid these truths or these these situations mm-hmm. that can really hurt you in retirement? Plan. Planning. Get your planning done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So he was talking about that big five-story home, uh, that yeah. uh, maybe a vacation home, maybe a brand-new luxury oh, car, maybe man. that five-story home you want. Uh, I, I got the impression, because we were talking about uh, some uh, some purchases you might regret, yeah. that that whole segment could have been summed up in one word, and that would be <laughs> Don't a, do that. What a killjoy, huh? Yeah, what a killjoy. I know, I know. So, I mean, everybody, that you retire, you want the great big home, and you want to go on the, the round-the-world trip. And I know Bill wants me to bring him in a, a jewel-encrusted sure. pen or something yeah, like that. But we'll regret it. Exactly. Yeah. So the idea is don't be impulsive. Just because you are hitting up to retirement, just because you're you know you're excited about starting this new chapter in your life, doesn't mean you have to go out and break the bank on one of these really expensive ish on one of these really expensive things, mm-hmm. whether it's a luxury car or a boat or a vacation home or the biggest home on the block or a mm-hmm. huge vacation or whatever that is. Or uh, maybe, maybe turn off QVC every now and yes, then. Yeah. Yes. And, and really, uh, to me, the important thing to realize here is that you have to create a realistic budget in your retirement. Um, financial planners are excellent for helping you with this. Uh, but setting up that budget, and you know what? If your budget, you set it up and the financial planner looks at you and he says, go ahead, take that round the world trip. Congratulations. That's fantastic. But most of us, myself included, you know, we don't have that kind of financial freedom. You have to live within your budget. And, you know, for a lot of people, you've been doing it your whole life anyhow. So just it's just going to be an extension of what you're doing now. You're not going out and buying luxury cars right now. So just kind of extend that common I, sense spending. 
I, I've been a guitar player for a number of years. Mm-hmm. I have always lusted after a, uh, a and guitar players will know what I'm talking about, a 1958 Gibson uh, ES-175 left-handed model, which, by the way, uh-huh. on the vintage markets, are going for about twelve dollars or $13,000. Wow. Uh, ask me if I'm going to... Make that purchase. Uh, you going to make that purchase? Not only no, but <laughs> H no. Are you? Am, I'm not crazy. I'd love to have one, right? But I'm yeah. sorry. Even you know something. Even if we had won the Powerball, yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't. I I don't think I would like the look Lisa would give me. Right. If I said I'm going to go buy this twelve thousand dollar guitar off of eBay. <laughs> sorry. You She'd know? think you'd lost your mind. I and I would have. I would have. That's some of the stuff that. Uh, that we've covered today. Let's. You always yeah, like to do the wrap-up. I do. But what does this all really mean So really, us? again, this is all about getting your planning done correctly. Yeah. Unfortunately, about 70% of families out there fail in retirement. And that's a horrible statistic. And that's failing is running out of money due to uncovered long-term care or paying way too much in death taxes and running out of money and having your kids have to help you out. It's becoming a burden on your family to where they have to become your caregiver. They're the ones helping you get dressed or taking a bath because you have long-term care issues and Mm -hmm. it's getting forced into a nursing home against your wishes it's you know your family showing up one day telling you you tricking you telling you that they're going to take you out to ice cream and then you end up at shady acres with the you know the guys in the white coats yep all those things those failing in retirement and the truth is you don't have to fail in retirement Hmm. people if you plan properly if you look at these different aspects of your life if you look at your health and your housing and your finances and your legal work These are things that you can set up, that you can plan for if you do this correctly, and you can make it so you have a really good chance of getting through retirement successfully so Mm -hmm. that you're not becoming that burden on your family and you're not getting shoveled off into a a retirement home, but you have to do your planning ahead of time. And I know it sounds complicated, but believe me, the hardest part is just, it's just starting. It's just starting that's the hard part. The the small step. Yes, and and you can always, and I know people always ask me, you know, Phil, what do, what do I do? What do I do with this from here? Where do I go? You can always reach out to me. You can reach me at radio at safeharborlegal.com. That's radio at safeharborlegal.com. Or you can call me at 360-746-7169. That's 360-746-7169. And I'm happy to talk to you about how you can start this planning process mm-hmm. and set your family up for success in I your retirement. That, yeah, I know that uh, you cover. Uh, you can cover Medicare, Medicaid, uh, tr- wills, trusts, probates, uh, stuff with Social Security. Absolutely. Geriatric doctors, it, it really runs the gamut. When, yeah. So you can call and we will discuss anything, anything mm-hmm. that has to do with aging, anything that can help improve your chances of success in retirement. Mm-hmm. It, it's an open book. We've burned another four segments. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing us into your home, folks. Uh, don't forget to tune in next Saturday at 1. Uh, don't set your family up for failure in your retirement. Let us help you set your family up for success. And by the way, you know what I want for Christmas. That I ni- do. That 1958 Gibson 175, only 12000 wow. So you start thinking about that for me for Christmas right now, okay? I'm, I'm scratching out jewel-encrusted yeah, sure Man. Phil, Phil George with the Aging Hour Safe Harbor Legal Solutions. We're back on uh, uh, next Saturday uh, here on uh, The Mighty. KGMI. Have a great day.